0: Stuff I Learned Yesterday, episode 336, one at a time. Welcome to Stuff I Learned Yesterday. My name is Mark DeCote. I make one heck of an omelet, and I believe if you aren't learning, you aren't living. In today's episode of Stuff I Learned Yesterday, I talk about getting things done by doing them one at a time. Well, hello everyone. You know what? I've done it again. I'm sitting down on my computer right now. It's 1.30 in the morning, and I'm recording my Stuff I Learned Yesterday episode that will be released in just a couple of hours. Now, I can't say I was forgetting about it this time. I knew I had to do it, Just I was spending some quality time with my wife. We decided to sit down and catch up on a few TV shows we were behind on. So we cuddled up on the couch and I just thought to myself, heck, I can do this later. And that's why I'm here at this time. So I'm just going to get right onto it with today's fun fact of the day. Did you know that due to a lack of the clear R sound in the Japanese language, they changed Ronald McDonald's name to Donald McDonald? And I don't know if they do the same where you are, but around here, everybody would always say, I'm going over to McRonnie's. And just saying McDonnie's just doesn't have the same ring to it. Oh well. Now have you sent in your contribution to this week's Friday forum? If not, what are you waiting for? We really want to hear what you have to say. So just head on over to goldensparrowmediacom slash feedback. And you can use that convenient form right there on the page to either write up your message. Or you can attach an audio file. You can also use the SpeedPipe widget right there on the page. And record something using your device's microphone And of course, you can always call our voice feedback line at 304-837-2278. We're waiting for it. So here's what I learned yesterday. I was listening to a podcast the other day, and the host mentioned that his son had recently started kindergarten. On that first day of school, after they ate breakfast, the father told his son to go get dressed while he prepared the boy's snacks for the day. When the father went to get his son a few minutes later, the boy hadn't dressed yet, Instead, he was going through his new school bag, making sure he had everything he needed. The father told him to hurry up or they'd be late for his first day of school. All excited, the boy grabbed two socks and tried to put them both on at the same time. Of course, this didn't get him anywhere. And after a few seconds of watching the boy struggle, the dad asked him, how do you normally put your socks on? To which the boy replied, one at a time. The dad nodded and the boy quickly dropped one sock put the other one on his foot, then picked up the discarded one and slipped it on his other foot. He then proceeded to finish dressing and off they went to school. I thought this was a very amusing story when I heard it, but it got me thinking. The boy got the idea somehow that he can get dressed faster if he put both socks on at the same time. But in effect, it slowed him down. And that's an analogy that can describe so many things we do in life. We live in a world where multitasking is expected of us. We do it at work, we do it at home, we do it at play. But is multitasking really the most efficient behavior? Yes, sometimes it is. But there are times when doing things one at a time is much more efficient. Here's an example Say you're at work and your boss assigns you a task of stuffing 500 envelopes for an upcoming event your company is hosting. Your company really wants to impress the attendees, so each envelope will contain a folded letter explaining the event a card with a printed map to the event's location, a fancy booklet with the evening's itinerary, entertainment, and menu. And because your boss wants to go all out, this fancy booklet will consist of three sheets of paper folded in half with two holes punched through the spine, and the three sheets are to be held together by a nice piece of ribbon. Once stuffed, each envelope needs to have an address label affixed to it. So your boss tells you he wants you to handle this task And that the envelopes have to go out in the mail today. So you walk into the room and you see a pile of envelopes, a stack of address labels, a pile of letters that need to be folded, all the map cards, and the various pieces of the booklet that all need to be assembled. And you think to yourself, what's the best way to handle this? Now you have a couple of options. For one, you could decide to do a production line and fold all 500 letters first And get them out of the way. Then fold each of the three sheets of paper that make up the booklet and be done with that part. Once folded, you could then collate them all, then punch the holes in the whole lot. Then you could cut 500 pieces of ribbon to the right length, and then bind all 500 booklets with the ribbon, tying a nice bow in each one. With the booklets now done, you could then take the envelopes one at a time and stuff in all the letters. Then you can go back and stuff in all the map cards. And finally, you can stuff in all the booklets. With that done, you can then seal all the envelopes, and finally, affix an address label to each one, and you're done. All 500 envelopes are ready to be mailed. Sounds like a daunting task. The other option is to fold one letter, put it in the envelope along with a map card, then gather the three sheets of paper for the booklet, fold them, collate them, punch the two holes, cut yourself a piece of ribbon, run it through the holes to bind the booklet with a nice bow, and then put it in the envelope. Finally, you would seal the envelope and affix an address label to it. There you go. You have one envelope ready. 499 to go. So which of these methods sounds like the most efficient way to go about it? I don't know what you thought, but most people would actually choose the first, thinking it's faster to form a production line and fold all the letters first, and so on. But in fact, the second method is the fastest and it's been proven. Don't believe me? Search for one piece flow on YouTube and you'll find plenty of examples of why doing things one at a time is faster and more efficient. What it comes down to, in my example, is how many times you need to touch each piece. In my first option, you folded all the letters and then put them down. Later, you needed to pick up those letters again in order to put them in the envelope, which added time. In the second option. You picked up the letter, folded it, and put it in the envelope. You only had to handle the letter once, so it was more proficient. The added benefit of the second option is, if by chance your letter doesn't fit in the envelope, you discover the problem right away. Imagine if you had folded all 500 letters only to find out they didn't fit. Using the second option, you can easily adjust your folding so that they can fit in the envelopes. So now you're saying, well, okay, Mark, that's all well and good, but how often do I have to stuff envelopes? So let me give you another example. Think of it in this way. You're at work, and your boss, who knows you're a really hard worker, assigns you three projects to do. Let's say the projects are compiling efficiency reports for each of your company's three branches. Now, each report is made up of four parts. The front office manufacturing, packaging, and finally, distribution. And you know from experience, because you've done this before, that each part takes roughly two hours to complete. So you can start off by first compiling the front office report for branch A. You complete it after two hours and feel like you're on a roll working on front office stuff, so you decide to do the report for branch B. Two hours later, you do the front office report for branch C and all the front office report sections are done. Now, you're a really dedicated worker, and you don't take any breaks. So you move right along and start the manufacturing report for branch A. At the end of your eight-hour shift, your boss comes by to see how you're doing, and you tell him you have more than a quarter of the job done, and then you go home. On day two, you work on the manufacturing section for branches B and C, and then do the packaging reports for branches A and B. Again, at the end of the day, your boss asks you how you're doing and you tell him you're two-thirds of the way done. On day three, you complete the packaging reports for branch C and do all three distribution reports. At the end of day three, you bring all three reports to your boss and he thanks you for your hard work. That was option A. Now let's look at option B. On day one, you hunker down and concentrate on branch A, working on all four sections, one after the other, At the end of the day, your boss checks in on you, and you hand him a completed report on branch A. You do the same on day 2 for branch B, and finish with branch C on day 3, handing your reports in at the end of each day. Yes, at the end of the entire project, all three reports are completed and turned in, regardless of which method you choose, A or B. But, chances are, your boss will be much more impressed with your work if you used option 2 and did each report one at a time. For one thing, completing the tasks in that manner makes you look competent. You finish something every day, as opposed to telling your boss that you were only a quarter or a third or two-thirds of the way done. Plus, this way, your boss can go through the first report while you're still working on the second and third. This way, he doesn't feel like he's waiting as much. And... If he noticed something wrong with the efficiency of branch A, he can act sooner to fix the issue than if you had given him all three reports on the third day. And that could add up to cost savings for the company. All this to say that when given a choice, you should try to work on one task through to the end before moving on to the next one. Here's what I learned. I mentioned a couple of episodes ago when I talked about SMART goals that I'm starting a graphic design podcast at the end of the month to go along with my blog. By the way, shameless plug here, if you know any graphic or web designers, please tell them to visit resourcefuldesigner.com podcastlaunch podcast launch to be notified when I launch the podcast. Now there are a lot of different steps involved when starting a new podcast. I needed to secure hosting for it, I needed to create the podcast artwork, and believe me, just because I'm a graphic designer doesn't mean that part was easy. I readily admit that I'm my own worst critic, and I'm never satisfied with anything I designed for myself. Besides that, I needed to pick music for my podcast intro, and come up with several topics for my first few episodes. I made a list of all the things I needed to do, and with a launch deadline approaching, I got to work on that list. And just like I talked about a few minutes ago, I worked on each task one at a time. I first signed up for the hosting for the podcast so that I could scratch that off my list right away. Then I got to work finding the perfect music for my intro. Now, while doing this, I had ideas going through my head for my podcast artwork, but I didn't want to start on that until I settled on the music. It was tough. I was getting excited, just like I do whenever I work on something like this, and I wanted to do everything all at once. But I know that if I do, nothing will get done, or, yes, it will, but more slowly, and I won't have any way to measure my progress. So, I listened to dozens of possible music clips before narrowing it down to a few. I sent them to a couple of friends to get their opinions, before finally settling on the one I'll use for my podcast, and scratching that off my list of things to do. Only then did I start on my artwork. Slowly, my list is getting smaller and smaller, which makes me feel better about the approaching deadline I've set for myself. As launch day draws nearer, I can look at my list and tell myself with confidence that I'm going to be ready. Working on each task one at a time has allowed me that peace of mind. I take the same approach with my business. I only work on a fixed number of client projects at any given time, and never more than two websites at a time. If someone comes to me with a new project, I inform them right away at the start where they sit in my workload and when they can expect me to start work on their job. This allows me to focus my attention on my few current jobs instead of dividing it amongst many. I've been doing this for the past 10 years and it's always worked for me. So whether you're stuffing envelopes or compiling reports for your boss at work, or maybe it's learning an instrument or taking up a new hobby, whatever you do, remember that it's much more efficient if you do it one at a time. I'm Mark Decote, and this has been Stuff I Learned Yesterday. Follow Golden Spiral Media on Twitter at GSM Podcast and facebook.com slash Media. To subscribe to Stuff I Learned Yesterday, visit goldenspiralmedia.com slash subscribe. If you've enjoyed this episode of Stuff I Learned Yesterday, I'd be grateful if you'd leave a review in iTunes by going to goldenspiralmedia.com slash iTunes.